Travis Neo Neo. <laughs> Neo Neo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Sitting to my left, James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And right across the table from him, Travis Neil Herman, Dr. T. Neil. Guys, you can like Sort of My Brand or our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook. Like this, Sort of My Podcast, on Instagram or Twitter. And you can always follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. you got to be listening to this somewhere. So while you're there, leave a comment or rate and review. You know, these things let us know what you think, what you hate, you know, what we can change, what we can do better. How can we please you, God? We just want to make you happy. We're Why don't you love us anymore? Leave us a Sarahab message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, uh, in follow-up news, guys, I wanted to bring something up here at the top of the show because we did a... Um, uh, sort of my update with our review for Spider-Man Homecoming. Little news came out uh, based on something that we discussed in that, which was Uncle Ben. Mm. And it turns out yeah. uh, the writer of Homecoming, John Francis Daly, explained why he left out Uncle Ben. Apparently there was a scene where May is giving Peter some of uh, Uncle Ben's clothes, like, like his old suits or something, for the uh, Homecoming dance. Oh. It was apparently a really sweet scene. But it never got past, like, being talked about. And uh. the reason they decided not to do it was because they were real solid on not having him anywhere else in the movie. They only really had this one scene, and he just didn't want it to be a throwaway thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe I, I said in that review, it was like, just one little blurb. I would prefer a throwaway yeah. than complete ignorance. Yeah, that would have been fine with yeah. me. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, having, having the nod to Uncle Ben, it would have been nice. Uncle Ben was a big part of Peter's life. He should have been there. But I can also appreciate them not wanting to take Waste away it. Ben's well, value. Well, you also you also go into a movie like this knowing that you have Easter egg hunters. You know, you yeah. got people looking for shit in the background. You put a picture on Peter's desk in his room and maybe a couple, like, family photos in the living room or something. You know, just, like, some stuff. Maybe... May's wearing like a fucking men's t-shirt at one point. Just a little subtle fucking thing, and like the the diehards will pick up on it. Well, they'll they'll pick that up, and then you put in that one little scene where she's giving him Uncle Ben's clothes, and that does sound like such a sweet, heartbreaking yeah. scene. You know, and could have been great. But the other thing is, you got to think we're at that point in all the in the Marvel universe where we know what's going on. We know yes. Uncle Ben's had the talk. The wrestling match happened. Like <laughs> all of this shit well, has happened. We've seen it before. Well, now this is this is now we're at now we're at that crossroads though because we're at that point. Yes, where movies are skipping over these origin stories because we know them. But there's a line, you know. The, there there's acknowledgement and then there's telling the whole fucking thing, just beating the dead horse. There are know? some things you just shouldn't leave out. Yeah, right. And Uncle, Uncle Ben Ben's is one. an extremely. Oh, I assume he'll he'll end up becoming a thing. I well, yeah, think. like if so, that's if they why don't do like it... a little nod would have been okay with me. Yeah, you know they, he's coming. If they don't do it in in number Something. two, then like we got a real fucking problem oh, here. That definitely answers our uh, Toby McGuire question, though. So she's not going to meet a Ben, but uh, he's yeah, already yeah, passed yeah, yeah. away. He, yeah, they've. I think they've uh, that establishes yes Ben is dead like they're not 
They're not changing that. Yeah. So that's good because yeah, we were worried about uh, about like uh, Toby Maguire playing. To- well, it wasn't so much that. It was just like anyone, any Uncle Ben that they cast just coming in and being like, hey, man, this is where it made me. Spider Kid, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cool Uncle Ben. <laughs> he drives a Ferrari. No, no, no. You know what we need? You know who we need Ant Man to be with now? Who? Tony. No. No? I see that. <laughs> oh god wait a minute no 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 no. 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 in the comics she doesn't get together with J. Jonah Jameson she gets together with his dad yeah 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 J. J. <laughs> like okay. they're all they're all J. 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 they're all but J. J. like okay fine this is right Senior. over Travis's head it's interesting to <laughs> but, me I didn't know but this how cool would that be to see come up in the future mm. Yeah, she goes out on a date with someone. It would make sense so long as they they progress. They progress it, it would take to it. It and would Peter take until like job. if they wanted to do a pro. Because uh, Parker Industries comes into it. They wanted to take it until he's almost thirty. Well, like how old is he in the comics? Is in he the almost thirty or is he over thirty? I'm pretty sure I'm he's sh- he's. Definitely not in his 40s. At least 30. He should be in his 40s. He should be way (laughs) older by now. Uh, But, yeah. Right now, I think Peter Parker's pushing, like, 90. Here's the thing. No, 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 no. Uh, Peter Parker came out. uh, uh, Spider-Man was in the 60s. Yeah, so, I mean, like, Uh, even if they made him fit. Right now, he is probably the closest to his appropriate age of any of the original Marvel heroes. something. Yeah, like, yeah, he's only so many years old, for sure. But, anyways, that is... We trailed off Yeah, we are way off track. Uh, Speaking of comics, though, let's talk about the things that we were reading, the the things that bring us to the table, to the podcast. Odo, you started us out last time, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to take us out nope. on this one, Travis? Nope. nope. Not at all. Not even. Do you want to? Do you want to bring up the rear, Travis? Yeah, I like. <laughs> I like it from again. behind. There. All right. Eventually, yeah. we're gonna have you take us out, though. All right. Well, so I guess that leaves me. I will. Um, I will start us off. And another update. Another Spider-Man update. Uh, we've got a thing going Juicy in this tidbit. podcast. Yeah, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man number two actually fully explains the big reveal that I had mentioned from Spectacular Spider-Man number one. I said there was this huge crazy thing that happens at the end. I wouldn't spoil it. I'm still not going to spoil it here because it's only in its second issue and I feel like people are still testing the waters with this one. Don't, don't, don't test the waters. Just get it. You're going to like it. I'm two issues in. I love it. I'm in love with it. It's... The Spider-Man comics that I remember reading as a kid so far. But with all the updated shit, like pre-Secret Empire. The uh, big reveal at the end there, it gets fully explained. It's apparently an old story of Spider-Man's that I was unfamiliar with. Like, uh, it had happened in the comics, played out. But they're bringing it back for this story. And we don't know where exactly this is going to lead. You know, so that was my update. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the books that I am actively reading right now, the, the two that really stood out to me, Secret Empire number seven and Justice League number 26. I'm going to talk about Secret Empire first. And Odo, for you, I'm going to leave out any spoilers because you're so that. fucking far mm. behind. Like, Because you suck at comic it's, books. It's been so bad lately. Uh, they but, said it at the comic shop, you haven't been there in two months. 
No, that's not true. I was Lucas. there at the he Luke, oh, no, I messaged Lucas. He hasn't seen me in two months. <laughs> okay. It's been three weeks since I've been up to okay. the shop. I thought, okay, that's so fair. and I'm going that's up fair. Tuesday. I already told him, I promised him, I had I bought a well, gift card we need to, make, to use it to end He's talking shit about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to have a podcast war because they got their own podcast great one common plunder do they and it was, yeah i did not know yeah that. at the inner geek they've got their own podcast. i told you to listen to theirs is the the <laughs> podcast called comic it, plunder now it is called comic Plunder. yeah okay that's why i thought i thought it's they made also a their website didn't know that. you could change the name of your podcast oh. halfway through <laughs> more than that way more than halfway through uh yeah, yeah. i'll definitely change uh, yeah, no, we we need to uh, we need to get on your fucking nerd room again with the organization and shit. Yeah, like I'm surprised it's taking like, you this long to invite me out again. I actually have a few ideas of a, of a different way I want to go at it. Oh god! All right, <laughs> okay, we won't go into it. Right, right yeah. Uh, anyway, Secret Empire number seven. Uh, this issue is Black Widow. Pretty much the the entirety of the issue is Black Widow and the Red room uh, assassination plan and they've kind of been leading up to in the past couple issues uh essentially to to get rid of captain america in this issue you are going to see cap get the ever loving crap beaten out of him like bad uh we were, we see the return of mosaic and sam cap uh the falcon sandals <laughs> yeah oh, okay. <clears throat> sam okay. cap and we finally see the culmination of Ulysses' vision from all the way back in Civil War II, where he, his premonition was that Miles Morales, Spider-Man, is going to kill Captain America. Oh my. So, uh, this was actually a really exciting issue. There is a death in it, I am pre-warning you, and it hits hard and that is not just a uh, hard <laughs> it's <laughs> hard <laughs> like maybe four of you got the reference i hope anyways <laughs> the four listeners that we have and it, it is a really shocking moment like i was taken aback this story has been hit and miss so far secret empire like started out real strong kind of dips like in the middle there i feel like Maybe this issue and the next issue seem like they're going to be real cool. Well, this issue was real cool. And it is definitely one that brought me back into it. Because I was I was at that point where I was like, why the fuck am I still doing this to myself? Buying these goddamn Marvel events and they're disappointing. And then I read this issue and I was like, oh shit. Oh, this makes so much sense. Well, All so many questions are answered. There's only two more issues now, right? Uh, no, there are three because oh, yeah, I saw an advertisement. Yeah, they bumped it up to ten well, as they do. They I was gonna do say, that with every now, fucking one. Did they start at eight, then immediately bump it up to nine, and then bump it up to ten, or did they start at nine? I can't remember specifically, 10? but I I feel like they did bump it up to nine. I know. I'm, and did you see that cover for ten? Captain America and that new like armored like it's it's Captain Hydra. For sure, like if that's called if that's called anything but Captain Hydra, that Mm. suit, like I don't, I don't want it. It's Captain Hydra. I don't care what they call him after that. He's Captain. Can't be America. That's for sure. Oh, he's got a new fucking shield and everything. It's a whole thing. Give him a swastika. The the emblem on each issue is. It has progressed, yeah, and they redacted the emblem on that cover. Like there's, I saw the final emblem. Yeah, the final emblem. Really? Yeah, it has like. 
phased out and it said redacted across the front oh. of it. Yeah, so that's kind of... Oh. Like, so I feel like, like they that, may have made some last minute changes. I feel like that suit should have been like, let's leave that for the day it comes out. But, you know, they don't do shit like that anymore. Anyways, Justice League number 26 is my next book. And uh, this book wastes no time in bringing us into the middle of a story in progress that actually starts 20 years from the current events in the DC Comics in New York slash Olympus. Yeah, that doesn't, if that does not pique your interest, like, I don't know what will. Did you say New York slash Olympus? Yes, and there is a sprawling visual, not a a two-page spread, which I feel like may have been better for this, (laughs) but the sprawling visual of uh, these new characters that we're meeting over uh, over a cliff looking on New York, and there is Mount Olympus in the middle of the rubble of fucking New York. <laughs> and it's so cool. It's really, really cool. And yeah, it does have brand new characters. Brand new DC characters for us to get used to. And these are apparently the children of the Justice League. Oh yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. seen that cover. Yeah, you saw that little little thing that, that popped up. Um, they look badass, yeah. Oh, they're so cool. Alright. Yeah, this this new crew we've got. We've got uh, two kids, might be twins, and one of which has the Green Lantern emblem on their back. The Ooh. other one is wearing kind of like a sash scarf shawl, scarf shawl type thing with the Green Lantern emblem on it. The interesting thing about these two is that later when they're battling, one of them uses uses yellow energy and the other one uses Ooh, red so energy. Sinestro. But neither one of them have rings. I've scoured this book; I can't find a ring on their hands. So their uh, so emblems are green, though. Of Green clothes. Lantern, yeah. So I don't want like, like how there's a lot current one. Hal Jordan, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, <laughs> Kyle Rayner. Like, I want right, to know what's right. going on with this guy. Yeah, we'll get to we'll uh, we'll get to this guy. Uh, and then we've got a an obvious Flash descendant. Um, she doesn't seem to have any other mix of anything else. Uh, she's connected to the Speed Force, and she's Flash. Uh, then we have a, another chick who is all teched out. She's got these like weird energy solars. Like kind of like Iron Man's uh, arc reactor coming under through her skin. shoulder. Yeah, she under she's her skin kind of thing. Real funky. She obviously seems to be a descendant of Cyborg, and later yeah. her body actually like her fingers jut out and go into this computer and shit. So she's Definitely. some sort of biological cyborg. Then, then you thought we were done with them, but then then we've got an obvious Atlantean descendant and i know i can't remember her exact name but it is her last name is curry i find that out later in the issue but yeah she is uh an atlantean descendant and their current queen then we get the really mysterious one this guy right here the the obvious leader of the group seems like a tough guy he's a brawler he is wearing superman's cape which he has attached by a wonder woman emblem he's carrying wonder woman's lasso of truth and wrapped around his arm, which you can see more clearly in the last panel of the book here, is Wonder Woman's tiara. Ooh. Yeah, and he's so... got that around wrapping. So, oh, so it wasn't the Shazam symbol I was seeing. It was the no. Wonder Woman symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there, I don't know who this guy is. I'm going out on a limb here and saying it's not uh, Jonathan Kent. The current Superboy. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not him because he's he's also not 
like nearly as strong as he should be if he is because the villains in this book he kind of gets like knocked on his ass with he puts up a bit of a fight one of these villains is some sort of possessed version of cyborg the way he talks the fact that his skin is somewhat light but also still brown uh leads me to believe that this is cyborg and the way the characters talk about him and stuff they keep calling him curry though and so I think he's possessed by something. So this is some sort of aged, possessed cyborg who's putting a beat down on these characters. And then they have another character called Sovereign. And she is some epic fucking villain-looking <laughs> thing. I don't know. She is insane, man. She looks tough as shit. And uh, they're, sure. all they're doing in this book really is trying to hold her off so they can go back to the past. So you can already tell, this thing builds tons of story. So many answers we want answered. So many questions we want answered. Uh, so many answers we want answered. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it envelops you in the story right away. But it doesn't do it in a way where you're like, oh, fuck this. I don't know what's going on. It does it in a way that where you need to know more. You'll want to know more. At the very end, this last... The last panel, the last page of the book. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it because this is going to make you want to read this book. It's going to make you want to read the next book. Blah, blah, blah. The, uh, the Justice League of our time has meet, met this younger Justice League of the future. And they've asked, who, who are you? The Flash-type character chick. Again, I can't remember these people's names. It's like, <laughs> we're your children from the future. The world is almost finished. Broken. Billions dead. And then our Superman Wonder Woman hybrid dude here says, and it's all your fault. And that's Ooh. it. And then it says, next, Justice League, the next generation. You and can tell the way they're facing off against each other, like, whose kid is whose. Yeah, um, yeah, you can see, like, Cyborg's <laughs> chick is, I don't know, you know, like, Mara. Possibly. Which, Possibly. by the way, Mara has replaced Aquaman, apparently due to the events of the Aquaman book, which I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Mera's the new the new Aquaman in the Justice League. Just to catch up, I guess. Uh, but this looks cool, man. Like I cannot wait to see where this goes. Like it's such a cool story right off that. I just want to know what's going on in these kids' future. Like for real, right? it seems so fucking awesome. So yeah, if you're not reading Justice League, that right there is like if that doesn't get you reading Justice League at over 25 minute, uh, 25 issues in, then you don't fucking care. Like, you're done. You don't care. Don't ever claim to. Because <laughs> that's interesting shit. That's like, that's classic comic worthy shit. So, alright. Well, that does it for my books right here. Uh, we're gonna move it on to Alpha Spectre. What are you reading, my sir? Uh... Like, I'm, I'm working on getting caught up on some of my other books. I, uh, I've read the new... I don't know if it's the new, but I, I'm getting caught up on Seven to Eternity, uh, another one of Rick Remender's stories, Fantasy World, King of Whispers. If you if you hear his offer, you are under his like control. Yes, I like, got that from the first issue. Like, like I did read the first issue. Not not even so much like you're under his control, but you are under his rule, under his like his hand. Uh, like the stories progressed. This group of Mosaks, which are people that have abilities, like supernatural abilities, um, like the there's one called Goblin. He can change his shape. He can look like other people. He can 
he disguised himself as someone else to, to obtain information. Um, mm-hmm. There was someone in one of the previous books, if their arm got chopped off, they chopped off one of the enemy's arms they were fighting and just put it on in its place. What? Like, that Holy was one shit. of my favorite characters. That and sounds awesome. Yeah. And then they got beheaded. There, <laughs> there was no coming oh, back. Oh, God, it's Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> oh, what God. I'm no, no, there was this Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it was fucking What? Huge. Wait a minute. And I gotta like, process the T Rex here. And, like, if it opened its mouth, it could transport people to other places. Oh, my. In its mouth. Why yeah, did I stop that, reading this? That guy was so fucking cool. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you why I stopped reading this. I, I stopped reading it because I was like, that seems like a cool story. And one that I wouldn't hate. But 90% of my reason, like my huge, like I had this gut drive that I really wanted to buy these books. And it was 90% based on the cover. Oh, you know, the thing is, the covers are so great. Okay, the yeah. covers, they're drawn by Jerome Opinia, and he is a fantastic artist. And, he and does a lot of like, work with Reminder. They look like classic, like classic, classic type Western poster. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's so cool. But, like, the main character's daughter is now into the story, which, like, she's in the first issue. Yeah. He's teaching her how to control her powers by controlling, like, this eel-type thing that she shoots from her bow and like she, she that, makes yeah. a mind link with it, and she can direct it in the Ooh. air to her target. That's rad. Yeah, fucking cool, right? Oh, so, so like things like, progress. Sci- they kidnapped the King of Whispers. This is sci-fi porn at its best, man. Like <laughs> for real. Yeah. Like I don't mean that in like the sexual manner. I mean like if you get a hard on for fucking sci-fi, really cool shit. Yeah. Like, everything you said. Like is this great. book is so for which you. is a which is amazing why Dino Riders is a much more popular cartoon. But <laughs> <laughs> but like like it's dinosaurs shit. with lasers. <laughs> so, yeah. Sci-fi is good shit. Like the shit going on in this book right now. Like, the, the people have split up. You have, like, the main character and the King of Whispers, who he, he wants to kill but he can't, are off doing this. And, like, the rest of the people are just trying to heal one of their people and survive <laughs> and get back to the other pe- to the other two. There's borderline espionage. There's it, bribery. It sounds like this book, because... When I read the first issue, this book seemed like it was one of those... Like, these people have something they need to do, but at the same time, they're trying to preserve what they have. Yeah. And it seems like it hasn't... That hasn't changed. It's just the escalation of both of those things has become more and more. The the key point of this one family is their name has been slandered and driven into the mud so hard because they would not hear his offer. They have been outcast and in exile for, like, decades. The whole family has. Yeah, For not hearing an offer. And that's one of the things they go through in the, the first issue. Yeah, that. so now, like, the, the guy's son, like, the, the initial yeah. guy that would not hear the offer, like, they all stand by that belief. Well, now, he's the one who's traveling with the King of Whispers. Now, his daughter's thinking, like, her dad's, like, heard an offer, and he's, like, doing all this, and, like, no, he's trying to save his family. It's a misunderstanding, And, and yeah. it's, it's such a great book. It, it seems like one of those things where when it ends, it's going to end like, 
it's gonna end on such a bitter note. Like, I feel like it. There's gonna be a, feel like a decent get, conclusion, but it's not gonna be an everyone wins. It's not gonna be. Yeah. It's not gonna be overall satisfying. Yeah. But the thing is, like, this is one of those. Like, this is not a miniseries. This is a no. Ongoing. Yeah. This is an awesome. so it has. It, I'll let you read the first issue if you want. Like, you know, check it, that and out. he's got all the others. So you can catch and, up. and here's the thing is yeah. like. I'm sure every episode of the podcast, I think I bring up Rick Remender. Whether it's Deadly Class, <laughs> Seven to Eternity, yeah. Low, which is another one I'm working on getting caught up on. Which Creative I mind. just I gave Bob the first trade of Low to read. When I get it back from him, Travis, I'm going to throw see, it at you. See, him and Bob were always like the... It, they were always doing independent books on this. And I was yeah. I was always Marvel and DC. Why really can't I talk up. about the Evil Dead? Why can't I talk about Fight Because you're not reading the new... <laughs> oh, I found out that Army Ash vs. Army of Darkness, it is a new ongoing. Like, oh. issue two just came out. If you So uh, I may have my gateway to talk about Ash. Three, three to four bucks a month, man. That's all you got to give me. I'll go pick it up. Right on. We'll yeah, save that for maybe next time. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like, you know, I've been trying to catch up on some of my independent stuff, uh, working on my Marvel, my DC. I'm a couple issues behind on my two favorite characters right now, which hurts my soul. But that's on my reading list for Monday. Uh, you got a lot of catching up to do. Bob, <laughs> with Iron Fist and Nightwing, not that much. I'm only, yeah. like, one or two issues behind on each. But Bob tossed me a trade. It's it was Jeff Johns Green Lantern stuff. Tales of Sinestro Corps. All hail Jeff Johns. Travis. <laughs> Jeff Johns not only saved the Flash and Green Lanterns at points where they they pretty much written them. They had fucked those oh. characters up so bad that they were about to just get rid of them if they couldn't save them. Jeff Johns saved them. Then the New Fifty Two was stagnating so much that DC like was losing horrendous amounts of money. Damn. Jeff Johns came up with Rebirth, which has totally oh, saved yeah. DC. Now, Jeff Johns Hell is yeah. DC. Jeff Johns is DC. <laughs> Jeff Johns is comics. All hail, hail Jeff, Jeff Johns. Johns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he talks about and it's all these like yeah. little like Caught side up. stories of one-off characters of the Sinestro Corps. But it has like some other tie-ins to the Green Lantern Corps. There's a whole section where it lists... Almost every single fucking Green Lantern. Yeah. And even, and then it lists like a bunch of the Yellow Lanterns. And I started reading it and it was like there was a, a couple of Kyle Rayner stories that got me really interested in that character. Like some of the other characters, some of the other Yellow Lanterns, Despotellus a, is a sentient virus. I've never heard of them. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a Green Lantern. He was supposedly like the best. Like, yeah. he was one of the best, one of the strongest-willed. Like, he would patrol his sector for months on end with little to no break before returning home, even after, like, his wife had a child. Shit. He, re he went to return to his home world, couldn't establish communication with his wife and child. So, like, he hauled ass getting back, and what was supposed to be a welcome back party, everyone was dead. Everyone was Whoa. dead. Like there were banners, wow, there were people hardcore. dead in the street. Everything. And How is he not a Red Lantern? Well, <laughs> see, here's the thing. Like he was a Green Lantern. Yeah. So you know, of course, he's going through like, and he's scouring the planet to find someone that's alive. Right. And he doesn't. 
And But the longer he's on the planet, the sicker he gets until eventually he collapses. And in his final breath, he sees the cause. And this little virus thing comes out of him and he sees it right before he dies. And it's Despotellus, the sentient virus that killed 85% of his For a moment there, I thought you were were saying that Despotellus was the one with the dead homeworld. That's why I said the Red Lantern thing. I'm like, Shit. No, like But still, why isn't why didn't that guy get a red lantern right? Because <laughs> it was before it was really a thing. Yeah. There were a lot of really cool stories, like the way it came off is these were all like four or five page things in the end of Green Lantern comics yeah. that all like tied together. Uh, because there were two constant characters. There was this one lady who was telling all the stories. She was like the keeper of the book of Parallax. Which, by the way, Parallax is the thing Jeff Johns had to save Green Lantern from. Parallax was, uh, well, okay, Parallax was a few different things. But the reason it almost ruined Green Lantern is because, uh, what was it, Star City? Is that Coast City. Coast City. Coast City got destroyed. All of Hal Jordan's loved ones killed. Damn. And so Hal Jordan, like, was feverishly trying to find a way to save his city, to bring everyone back, which led him down a path killing the guardians every green lantern there was a there's an iconic cover where it's hal jordan with his hands up like this with this maniacal look on his face and all like two to three rings on each finger yeah right and he gained this fucking ultimate power and shit and like it, it led to like you know the justice league taking him on and everything and it pretty much destroyed Green Lantern's credibility because it was somewhat yeah. poorly written. It's an interesting oh. idea, but it yeah, was, was yeah, but it was, it was executed poorly. But then once Jeff Johns came on the scene, he took that story. He made he he made a mini series out of that character. You know what brought Hal Jordan back to glory, and now he's right you back. Know, where he you should know what be. it was called? Hmm. Green Lantern Rebirth. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, know what yeah. The Flash you can rewrite called? anything in Rebirth. Yeah, the Flash was called, it was called Flash Rebirth. <laughs> and now it's DC Universe Rebirth. Right? <laughs> He's like, we'll fix the Green Lantern. Okay, well, now we gotta fix it. Fuck it, let's just fix that the whole thing. That sounds really cool, though. It was. Yeah. Like, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not. But how do you wrap that up? Yeah, it's not know? without its merits. It's popped up in things like Convergence recently. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's it's not like they're like, no, that never happened. But still, it was like, yeah, we totally fucked that character up. I finally got around to starting my initial, my original Nightwing traits. Yep. I uh, I, I jumped that goddamn time. Well, <laughs> see, I started into it, and it's like the thing about this story <laughs> is if you don't know anything about Dick Grayson or Nightwing going into like this, his first like four issue right. miniseries, and uh, I don't think so. Like most series. people who are aware of Nightwing don't. Like, they, they don't know why they, that started. They say yeah. they do, yeah. but they don't know all of his origins. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you, you open this up, and it gives you, like, a very brief thing. But it talks about, like, certain things that happened in the Teen Titans. Yeah. And 
if you don't know what happened in like New Teen Titans and stuff like that, you're just kind of oh okay. Ju- the fucking but, Judas contract being a big one. Yeah, yeah, which like this starts out, he's in that blue and gold suit. So like it was really cool to go in and see that. And at the end of the first issue, he tells Batman he quits. He, he oh, that's right. Being a superhero. It was the Nightwing issue that he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he did that in Teen Titans. No, like yeah, that was that's right. That it was, was the first first issue, issue of the four part mini. He tells Batman, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's a great story I want to make too, my own yeah. life. He quits, and he has this glorious long '90s hair. <laughs> And right. like, this yeah. ridiculously stacked body. Oh, and I'm God. just like, there's no way that you're an acrobat with that like fucking beefy of a body. Right. Like it's <laughs> it was pretty much a copy was, of Superman. Yeah, he was built Which, like Superman. By the way, Superman didn't have a fucking mullet. He just had long hair. Yeah. Jackasses. Yeah. It was oh, it was draped over his ears. He had long hair. Like, it was the same hair. And and when I mean flowing, I mean flowing. There was a scene (laughs) where he was in the Nightwing suit. An entire sideways two-page spread was dedicated to his hair. His hair is, like, flowing to the side because of the wind. Herbal Essences. But, like, (laughs) an Herbal Essences ad right in the middle of the book. It's like a two-page mini-story. Do you remember those commercials? Yes. Herbal Essences. Yes. Yes. Yes! These women just orgasming all over their shower. It is because because they, they, they bought a new shampoo. Dick Grayson did the same. Dick Grayson did the same. I mean, when you got hair like that, you got to take care of it. God, it's got little white spots on the tile, like behind the actual shower screen. <laughs> all right, anyways, uh, whatever you were saying, I'm, but, I'm tired of talking about Dick Grayson's dick cum. So, <laughs> so like, I've, I've read the first couple issues of that. Like, I'm trying to start reading while I'm at work. Is my yeah. thing. And, like, I've been. T- thank you for taking my advice. And, and yeah. taking taking a trade to work is a lot easier for me and a lot more like peace of mind than taking my single issues to work. Yeah. I'll I'll show you what I did about the single issues. And and so like, you know, I read that whole Tales of the Sinestro Corps in one day at work. Yeah. You know, right now I'm working through Rock of Ages, which is really Oh, cool. yeah. It, did you borrow Bob's copy? Yeah. Yeah. I did so, and I lost it and then I gave it back. So never mind, you've got that copy. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm working through that. I'm not gonna it. talk about that, but yeah. fuck. Really cool story. Uh yeah. you know, working through Nightwing, like I'm kinda of bouncing back and forth, couple issues of each on on my breaks. Right, you gotta change So yeah. like I'm working on a backlog at work, but I still gotta work <laughs> on my current books uh, at I've home. Got at least fucking five or six of those short boxes of shit I haven't read. So Like, I have five or six short boxes of current shit. Okay, no, 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 no. Alright, you... Yeah, alright, fine. You've got more. But, that's <laughs> only because you had the extra money to spend and you, you practice no self-control whatsoever. That's fair. If I practice no <laughs> self-control whatsoever, I'd be in the same spot. So. That's fair. That's more than. Five. I mean, if we want to get technical, I've got eight long boxes sitting in my fucking storage area. Okay, if we want to get technical, eight, I probably have close to twenty short boxes of shit I Just haven't read. Shit, <laughs> shit that's fucking like leftover from the store no, of my comics. No dollar a pound sales. Oh, I'm like, oh, like I God get that. Damn. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. we. I miss those so much. Nice. <laughs> nice. Like, oh, oh yeah. So many of my that cover looks cool. Stars. Like, I'll pick, <laughs> oh, this is two through six of a mini series. I bought. Oh, I'll, just pick, I'll pick this up. I can hunt down number one later. That's what right. a lot of those unread short boxes are. It's just shit I got like, there. You know, through oh, those, yeah, I did it. find some cool like full full mini series like there. I got a couple full like, stories. I got the, a couple incomplete stories where I'm I'm got still only missing like one or two issues. Like uh, I've got all mine separated though, and that's why you need me organizing those counts. Well, but through some of these dollar pound sales is where I picked up like the full Kitty Pride and Wolverine mini series with Scarlet Vision which and, you Scarlet. picked up and I was like I was there when you picked that up. I was so <laughs> mad. I was like you fucker. <laughs> like, like I got that I got that's the Scarlet so Witch and Vision you go with a buddy like I mean you can look for shit for each other but like you know whoever first found come, it first, serve. first come first serve whoever found it yeah cause I mean th there were a couple of things that you guys got that I didn't and, and then they had some of those trade sales where I ended uh, up with some Captain that's America I got my, stuff. Uh, my Punisher Max fucking trades and I love those so. which at some point when I get caught up on my other logs I want to read those that is where Palamati shines. Oh yeah! Like forget Palamati's. about Harley Quinn. Palamati on on Punisher. Yes, but <laughs> so. uh, yeah, that's where I picked up that uh, Captain America. Yeah, stuff I remember that was another one too. Where I was like, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, anyways, all right. Well, moving this along, uh, Travis, you got a, a little novel here in front of you about the, <laughs> about the, the few issues you read. I read about uh, five issues of uh, the unbelievable Gwenpool. I yes, read 14 yes. to 18. I, I pushed this one on you because I was like, you're going to love this story. The new one, I feel like, invoked the artist in you. Like, Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, um, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> 14 to 15, though was a uh, art by Maisha Haynes and I was not down for that actually. It was very well, cartoony. Well, but... she's, a, she's got a very cartoony yeah. sense about her. I, I mean, I didn't really. hate it. Yeah. I was just like, hey, yeah, I feel like I'm reading a cartoon. Yeah. 16 to 18 was a uh, Guru Hero or something like that. Honestly, I've Guru never looked Hiro. at the artist on those books. Yeah, it got a lot better by that point. I like that artist. Yeah, a lot those more. books do look really good. Like, uh, they did dip in them. Like eighteen, the new one you were talking about. It uh, the art looked uh, a lot better from that artist than yeah. compared to fourteen. What I read was um I kind of picked it up at a point where Gwen is trying to help her friend Cecil. Was that how you say his name? Cecil? Yeah, Cecil. He's he was killed by Modok in the yeah. early issues of the book. Yeah, he was yeah. killed, and he's uh, currently in like a ghost-like state, and she wants to help him out. So they go to her friend uh, Sarah. I don't know exactly what she is. She's is like a sorcerer. It, was that the mystic eye? Yeah. Yeah, the mystic eye. Yeah, is that her name? Yeah. Okay. They go to her, and she opens up a portal for them, and uh, she tells them that the you know going through it will hold answers for him but she senses some evil in it, and she's like about to tell him like don't go into right, it. Right. But Gwen goes ahead and jumps straight in, and uh, anytime sees some, you're opening a portal with some evil, we right. know where that's going. Straight in the bathtub. <laughs> that's where the portal was yeah <laughs> but uh cecil follows her and they end up in ghost rider's trunk hey it wouldn't be the first time uh, something sexual with the ghost has happened <laughs> see ghostbusters number one the movie yeah dan Aykroyd. yeah it. right but um uh yeah they end up in a uh, ghost rider's trunk as soon as he's landing his you know sweet ride on some fancy patio yeah i think he's driving a what what is it uh is it a Camaro now? I it looks like it. a Camaro, like an old 
old Camaro, I think. It definitely does. Uh, I can't pinpoint exactly which uh, what kind of car it I'm is. I'm sure if but... I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again, because... The, That's what yeah. he looked like, yeah. The ghost writer in the book that you read, Robbie Reyes, is, yes. is the ghost uh, ghost writer from um, uh, Agents I've seen of a couple, I've, yeah. I've seen where he was introduced in the show. Yeah. As soon as he's landing his car on the patio of this fancy party, and it's a bunch of dwarves standing around, a uh, dwarf that's, like, pinned down, and there's a big crystal. And, yeah. it, uh, well, it's an ore from a meteor that they stole from a museum. And they're going to do a ritual where they want to put this dwarf's body, <clears throat> well, I guess it's conscious, he's going to transfer yeah. it into the ore so they can put the ore in uh, a body that they've been saving for a long time. Because apparently this story goes way back. They've wanted to do this ritual. Ghost Rider goes ahead and takes the ore and throws it in his trunk. And Gwen pops out of the trunk. And you find out that Hawkeye's been there staking out the whole thing. Ghost Rider makes it home. They can't catch... Kate and uh, Gwen can't catch up to him. But Ghost Rider makes it home. Turns into Rob. He just leaves Crystal or the ore in his trunk. The whole time that Cecil's in the ore, the Ghost Rider spirit's talking to him. Tells him, like, uh, you know, we're not, you know, so different, you and I. Maybe you didn't get revenge on the person who did this to you, basically, by, you know, killing you. You didn't yeah. get revenge on the right person. And you find out, basically, he's trying to convince, the Ghost Rider Spirit's trying to convince him to take over Gwen State, or, not Gwen State, see, <laughs> Gwen Poole's body. <laughs> yeah, trying to take over uh, Gwen Poole's body and killing her, basically. So Gwen and uh, Kate end up going to Ghost Rider's high school. They get the the ore out of the trunk. At the same time, these dwarves drive by because they overheard her talking about it, and they go and steal the ore back from her, and they go to the loading dock. And, and a, this ore has, like, a, a special distinction to them, right? Like, it's... Yeah, it goes back because, to when they tried it before, I think. Yeah, because uh, they, they, can, they can do something with it to get Cecil's body... Yeah, transfer. you can use it yeah. to transfer like consciousness into bodies, and basically, it's not just consciousness. They can actually control the body, taste, feel, yeah. smell, everything. Oh shit! So, um, <laughs> like, they they steal the ore back from Gwen, and uh, they go to the loading dock to perform the ritual that they've been wanting to do for a very long time. Gwen, Kate, and Ghost Rider end up showing up like as soon as they're in the middle of it, and basically end up like killing a couple of them. Classic Dorsky right. and Hutch type shit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> shooting guns out the window, yeah, yeah, arrows yeah. out the window, and Ghost Riders, you know, cruising it. They end up killing a couple of them or whatever. Like, most of them run away. But they release the, the beast, the body that they wanted to put the dwarves' uh, consciousness in. And it's this big purple beast. I don't know what it is really myself. Uh, again, this is another one of those things where I feel like you know, like this this thing has probably shown up before. I feel like it yeah. too, yeah. It's got to be significant somehow. It has like a bunch of black markings on it, but basically looks like a big purple dog. Gwen goes ahead and slam dunks Cecil uh, Cecil's ore right into the forehead of it because that's the only way to like give him a body, really. And yeah. he, he wants her to do it. So uh, she does that. Cecil kills like a bunch more dwarves, and they're like, okay, <laughs> we promise we'll never... like terrorize LA again with all our magic and such. After that, she basically feels like she's done right by the things she's done wrong. Yeah. And, and the past comics that I haven't actually got to read. Because for a while, she's kind of like an anti-hero. She's not trying to do wrong. She keeps messing she's, up. Yeah, she's, she has killed a bunch of people. She's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's really having fun with it because up to this point, she hasn't really seen this world as real. Because to her, it's a comic book universe. She's yeah. from our world, the oh, real yeah. world. Yeah. About to get into some of that. Yeah. 
So, it, like, to her, it, it's all fake. So she can do whatever she wants. There's no fucking house. It almost seems like she acts like she's invincible. Yeah, almost. and there's a, there's a moment uh, in those earlier issues where someone, like, one of them pulls her to the side and they're like, no, like, I mean, however you see this, this is real to us. Like, these are our lives. These are people we care about. She's not totally convinced by that because even at one point, like, she's with Batrock. She's like... Tell me about one thing before this moment in your life. And it's like the first appearance of him and whatever issue. Oh, yeah. And he tries to explain it, but he can't. Like, he, he's having trouble telling her about his origins. So, she's, she's kind of rocking the fucking boat in the Marvel Universe. Well, yeah, that's she... proven that it is a comic book. There's definitely going to be someone on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, like, yeah, go ahead. No, like, that's, that's a big part of uh, Gwenpool here. Well, no, she feels like she's right or wrong by yeah. putting Cecil back in a body. And uh, she decides to actually go, uh, like, approach her family in the comic book universe. Yeah. And when she gets there, she doesn't expect to know if she is or anything. Uh, her brother, Teddy, knows exactly who she is, pulls her straight in the house, and they go straight into a, a portal right in the ground. Yeah. And it takes them all back to the real world where none of them remember anything but Teddy. Teddy remembers it. But that's because of uh, something's about to happen. So she starts living her living her life like normal. Her family wants her to go get a job. So she gets a job. And she's not writing her fan fiction like she's always talking about. And so she's, she eventually decides that she's going to work towards that. But eventually she starts noticing her uh, speech bubbles, the panels. And she even moves the panels. She touches them. And I love I love that it panel doesn't seem where, where the first time she's like, she's looking at kind of the side of the panel and then the next panel she reaches out she's actually touching the side of the panel but the scene changes on her so she's actually touching someone's face yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. it's uh it's hilarious I, I love the book so far yeah but um yeah she starts noticing all this and it starts coming back to her and eventually she starts trying to fill up a speech bubble as much as she can to where it pushes her out of her window of her room and her yeah. parents think she jumped out the window but the speech bubble actually pushed her outside, and uh, she ends up in the hospital, and she uh, ends up getting a hold of a pencil where she erases border uh, borders the panels and gets out. Of, oh God, yeah, gets she's out of the talking world. to her herself. Panel self, yeah, she can yeah. see herself in the next panel, so there's multiples of her, and she just like kind of gets a little mind fucked herself, but she really brings it back together. She's like, okay, I know what I'm doing, yeah. and she crawls out of the panel and ends up. Walking across pages from past comic pages to yeah. uh, future comic pages, and her family are like still in that universe. Like, where the fuck is she? Yeah. And um, but she's back in the comic book universe. I th I think she's outside the comic book universe. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah she's outside of space and time in general. Yeah. But she crawls back into one of the panels, I guess, which doesn't really get explained in the book, but. I feel like it will, because, like, yeah, you haven't finished this arc yet. So, she gets back into the comic book universe by climbing out of the panel. Her brother, it takes us back to where her brother appeared when she first emerges in the Marvel Universe. Because it's turned out that he was there the whole time yeah. she was there. They thought each yeah. other were dead the whole, the whole he time. he was doing, like, schmuck odd jobs, because he didn't yeah. have any He really sucked at starting off. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have Social Security, trying to get in jobs. She immediately had a costume made and a fake ID 
It was just made for her, and he was, like, doing shit for villains. Yeah, she's all willy-nilly, and he's trying to live real life in this new universe, but can't. Yeah. Future Spider-Man, Sarah. God, that guy. Yeah, and one of the Doombots uh, approach him and tell him when Gwen, uh, like, in a couple years, Gwen's going to ruin all this. She... She's ruined all of our den- identity. She knows everything about us. She can she literally fucks up the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, she can literally crumble all of our like time like a piece of paper. When Pool fucks the Marvel universe, basically, uh, they tell Teddy exactly uh, what's going to happen basically in the in the future. Gwen, at, at that current time, she goes back to her parents in the universe where she left the hospital bed. Quote unquote, real universe. Yeah, where they yeah. thought it was the real universe. And she tells Teddy, we've never left the real un- or we've never left the comic book universe and rips her parents and the whole entire scene in half. It's basically just a mindfuck. They've never left the comic book yeah. universe. It was base I'm getting the feeling that it's something that future Spider-Man, they what's Sarah's name? Uh, the Mystic Guy. Mystic Guy. I might yeah. be used to that. Uh, Mystic Guy and the Doombot. Basically the ones who created this portal, I think, for Teddy to uh, take her back into to some Kind of a Maybe, like, it's a whole fucking... Uh, like, anytime you get into time travel or dimension hopping, it's it's a mind fuck. It can be, at least. Mm-hmm. It seems uh, like the past two uh, stories I've read have had plenty of time travel yeah, and dimension and it, travel. It really makes you wonder, where the fuck is this story going? Like, <laughs> what, like... Yeah. How are they going to tie that? And it's been a fun book up to this point. It's one of the few Marvel books. I'm, I'm canceling Captain America soon. I'm canceling Captain Marvel. I'm going to keep Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and Gwenpool. Gwenpool and touches like, bases with a lot of the characters in general. Yeah. To like, she kind of hops into wherever their life oh, is at the moment. There's this early mo- uh, moment where they're trying to do a mission for MODOK, and they get intercepted by Thor, who who right now is Jane, Jane Foster. Foster. Yeah. yeah. And she, she fucking, like, she's about to get waylaid by Thor, and she just screams at Jane! And <laughs> Thor fucking stops in her tracks because nobody in the Marvel Universe knows who Thor is. When when yeah. Ghost Rider's taken off with the ore with Cecil in it, she tries to use, like, uh, what's his name? Robbie. She yeah. tries to call him Robbie to stop him. She's like, ah, that worked on Jane Foster. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. work this time. But it's she, been a great book. And I can see how that will ruin, um, is the future Spider-Man Miles Morales? Uh, the blacks. We don't know. Oh, we yeah, don't know. Yeah, okay. this is this is the first time we've ever seen a future Miles Morales. Yeah, I, I thought it was Miles. Uh, aside from maybe the Civil War, too, like he kills Captain America. But I could see how she's yeah. re- that's she could, recent history. I could see how she could ruin everybody's life, even by crumpling their oh, yeah. their pages, basically destroying their. I universe. can't wait to see where Gwenpool goes. She basically has a celestial like power. Almost, yeah, yeah. She's, and and she she hasn't. Fully experienced it yet. Yeah, she she's like a child it. Yeah. with it. She's like Deadpool with it and doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> she even <laughs> comes up against Deadpool at one point. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Anyways, yeah, it, it is a really great book. I knew Amazing. I knew handing that one to you was gonna be fun for you, like especially with like all the like fourth wall art type stuff. I read every gigantic speech bubble even that was like half (laughs) half showing. I I did the same thing. I pushed (laughs) her out the window. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm I'm glad you like that book. I'm gonna keep pushing it on you and stuff. Uh, you should definitely backtrack and and start from the beginning. I probably stuff. will have to. Like, this, and it's something you have to do on the podcast. Just like read it for you. That'll be my book. Yeah. yeah. Post to the heart. All right, guys. <laughs> well, we are moving out of comics and into the phone booth, where it all began, really. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you think about it, with Superman. We we have this whole new world, uh, and a whole new world, a brand new place for you, you and me. In Phantom Fest, nope, I read my notes wrong. I took a great transition. I fucked it. Get it out. It'll be fine. No, I'm gonna leave it in. <laughs> In video game news, uh, the Batman Telltale Season 2 trailer came Ooh. out. Um, this has a lot of core reviews. I did not play the first season, and I, I, this makes me want to, because Alfred has an eye patch. They bring Amanda Waller in. There's a Batman owes Joker a favor. Riddler is apparently a pre-Batman villain in this universe. Like, uh... I guess he'd been murdering people before and then stopped, and now then there's the Batman, and now he started again. Funny thing, they touch on that in Gotham. Eh, kinda, kinda, but in that, yeah, okay, there is no Batman right now, but yeah, as I say, Bruce is still a child, right? <laughs> well, Bruce, uh, this, the end of this last season kind of took us into the first makings of Batman. Oh. We won't get into all that because that's not video game news. In movie news. <laughs> The point of this is that it's fast. Uh, in movie news, Elizabeth Olsen reveals that Infinity War is actually going to explore the Vision Scarlet Witch romance, which is really cool because, any, I mean, it's a big thing in the comics. Anybody else get to uh, watch the leaked footage? Oh, the leaked trailer? I yeah. Still I'm waiting for yeah, he, he It's not he going to be available anyway. He put it off too long, and he missed that thing I, I sent out. I watched about two minutes of it, and like, oh man, I wish I would have watched the rest of it. <sighs> So Star Lord good. jumping across platforms. The whole fucking thing. You got Iron Spider Man. It's awesome. Anyways, Google. it is going to experience, uh, explore, uh, sorry, Vision and Scarlet Witch. And that is a really great story. Like, yeah. I, like if this movie is not, I, I don't know if there's an official runtime out yet. If it's not three hours long, they're doing it it's wrong. It's going to have Gone to be with close the wind to it. it. Gone with the windy, yeah. Three and a half hours. Let's do it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm in. Ready. I don't care. Give us an intermission. In TV, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a very long. It's been a been a very long time since that was a thing, but I'll, I'm down for it with this one. It would help. <laughs> in TV news, showrunner Scott Buck reveals that Marvel's Inhumans is connected to the Marvel. Agents of Shield, That's and cool. therefore connected to the Marvel MCU. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you have you seen what everyone else has been saying that this mm. is his worst work? Oh. Uh, no, I have not. But they, they haven't. Yeah. They didn't reveal a pilot at Comic Con, did they? Because I know Krypton no. did. Uh, there, uh, someone else did. There's a pilot out there that has been reviewed. I did and it is not ne- see that. Like everything's coming back saying yeah. that this is some of his worst work Yeah, you, you can't you can't base your shit on that because there, there are like movies with like 30% rotten tomato scores that are fucking brilliant oh yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah, yeah yeah you can't but like I'm not gonna listen to I'm just to saying that. those are like the first 
reviews coming out right See it now. for yourself. Sony Entertainment <laughs> is actually buying 90, uh, 90% stake in Funimation, but no Ooh. leadership changes are planned at the moment. So we're still going to get, like, you know, the shows we know and love. Like, I've been keeping up with Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Yeah, in both the American it. and Japanese version, because the Japanese, the American version is like almost uh, episode twenty, and the Japanese version just went over episode one hundred. So yeah, I'm shit. not going to be behind on that shit. But yeah, they do. They do have now ninety five percent stake in Funimation, but again, they're they're going to leave it as it is. Everything's going to be Good. fine. Anime fans, don't worry. But it is Sony, so that could change. June Foray passed away at 99 recently, and um, if you guys aren't familiar with her, I did put down a little bit of a thing. She um, had a career of almost 80 years in acting and voice acting from 1932 to 2014. Damn. Yeah. She started in radio and broke into film in 1943 and would go on to play Lucifer the Cat in Cinderella. Granny mm. from Sylvester's and Tweety cartoons, Aunt May on Spider-Man oh and his amazing, amazing friends, Granny Gummy in The Adventures of Gummy Bears, Ma Beagle, Magician Dispel, and Miss Featherby in DuckTales. Most prominently, she's probably most famous for Cindy Lou Who in How the Grinch Stole yeah. Christmas and Rocket J. Squirrel and oh. Natasha Patel in the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. That's good. Yeah, she she had a hell of a career. Gotta love voice yeah. actors, man. And, Some of the and best people. All that was just her voice work. She had yeah. on screen work and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. She and she revisited the granny from uh, uh, Sylvester and Tweety cartoons like throughout the decades. That's good. So man. I can kind of tell because like re- recollecting the voice. Of what I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if she was in Face Jam, but I would like. To oh look right, into that. yeah, that because Granny was in there for like yeah. a couple. Se- She's uh, on a the bench. Yeah. She's a cheerleader. She's a cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, June Foray passed away. She was almost a hundred. In September, she would have been 100. Man, Damn. so life well lived. Yeah, life like I mean, she she is yeah. a legend. If anything, like yeah, you have to give her that. Right. I I will definitely be looking into that. In comics news, Scott Snyder says Batman is not a metahuman. This comes out of Suicide Squad number 22, where Amanda Waller declares him one before sending the Suicide Squad after him. Uh, he says he is not nor is he ever really been a metahuman? There are moments yeah. where he's gotten the powers of the god of knowledge, and there are moments where he has had Superman's powers, and there are moments where he he had the Green Lantern ring for like a whole two fucking seconds. Well, Batman started as like regular training, right? Yeah, and and if I'm gonna believe anyone's opinion on Batman, I'm gonna believe Scott Snyder. The best yeah. rider of the new Fifty Two, the guy who's ushering in Dark Knight's metal, mm-hmm. uh, like he's had the most experience with Batman for a long running period uh, in maybe over twenty years. It's just some random ride, like because he says he doesn't want to step on the toes of whoever's riding Suicide Squad. Yeah, but I'm not gonna trust the fucking Suicide Squad rider over Scott Snyder. Well, that's just them like coming up with theories. Of yeah, Batman. and it's Amanda Waller, so she's most likely fucking lying. Like, yeah, it, like that's I mean, that's the greatest like that's the her greatest superpower. It's the character dialogue coming up with theories about 
why Batman is how he is. Right. Um, in line with the first Green Lanterns, Green Lanterns number 27 reveals its seventh lantern, John All of Krypton, which we were just talking about a little while ago. Now, uh, the important thing about this, the reason I think it's newsworthy, is this is the first ever Kryptonian lantern in like the entire history of the Green Lantern Corps from way back when, when a number two pencil could kill the Green Lantern. <laughs> like back in the Golden Age. I only know of even two uh, lan- or two Kryptonians, really, that would have survived and that's, myself. Yeah, that's Kal-El and uh, the girl. Kara Zor-El. Yeah. Yeah. Again, she's the seventh lantern, like of, from the beginning of the Green Lanterns. One, two, three. So predates well, yeah, the explosion of the Krypton, seventh right? lantern ever. Yeah. Okay. And so this is this is before Krypton explodes. She she was a Green Lantern. Makes sense. And it's a really interesting story. I, I was looking into it. Apparently, for a few issues now, they've been exploring like from the first Green Lantern up, and it's because Simon and. Uh, Jessica are lost in time. It sounds really cool. Everyone told me to read this from issue one. I told you. To he read told this. me to read this. <laughs> I was we reviewed this for about a dozen issues. We reviewed the rebirth and the number one issue of this on this podcast, and I I didn't pick it up after Seems that. Seems like you can read a lot of the other DC and get some of that filler. <laughs> a little bit, but man, God, do I you really gotta go read straight. this? I can't though. Yeah, you gotta go straight to the Green Lantern source, <laughs> yeah. right? Guys, all of these stories and more can be found on the Sort of My Comics page on Facebook. Just go over there, like the page, you know, put it in your your first, like, what is it? Like, put it in your dream diary. <laughs> put it in, write it, write it <laughs> in your dream journal. Uh, and we'll go on to talk about Fandom Fest. Uh, now, this is, this is a topic that's close to two of us. Travis has, has a little bit of insight here because he has been to a con, but uh, Alpha Specter and my first con, and uh, what, Bob's first con? Was he there with us? No. No. It was, it was I've never yeah. seen a con, to be exact. <laughs> yeah. You know. Our, A-Con. Our first Comic Con. There you yeah. go. Our first Comics <laughs> Convention there you go. was Fandom <laughs> Fest 2014. And it, it was great. It was. It's, it really was. It's what got me back into everything. It's it, what we got back into collecting. It's what got me back into collecting. Not I, I had been to reading, even buy one. I had yeah. been reading for almost a year by that point because I had started. I got back. Okay, all right, all right. And it was we've done the origins on a serious shit. <laughs> or no, we did the origins in an SMP. So yeah. like I started reading from a real young age, and I picked it back up uh, late before. two th- late two thousands with Spider Man mm-hmm. and a few other books, and I had to quit because of family it was too expensive. Then I picked it back up in twenty fourteen. <laughs> I picked it back up in twenty fourteen with Harley Quinn number zero. I saw, and it was li- like seriously collectors like themed i was just into look i like i walked into the comic shop just to look at shit and i saw harley quinn number zero and i was like is there a, like a one two three out and she, she's like no that is new this week and i bought it and i also saw that they had the secret origins issue like from from maybe a week or two before of harley with harley quinn on the cover so i bought that too and that just started it spiral yeah it just started it and now here we are with a fucking comic book podcast right? uh but yeah, yeah. fandom fest it's what got me back into everything oh my like, god I it was still great. 
pictures. It was everything. my son's first convention too. He yeah. got to meet Norman Reedus. That is sitting right upstairs. The Funko Pop vinyl yeah. Daryl Dixon is signed right upstairs in his room, and he he had a great time. He remembers it not fully. He was pretty young, but yeah, yeah I mean it was three years ago, so he was like what eight years old, yeah, eight or nine, because uh, he's gonna be twelve this year. But but he remembers meeting Daryl Dixon. Oh yeah, he for sure <laughs> remembers that. Nicest guy ever. It seemed well organized. It was in a it convention did. expo center, and I was, was really just... jealous of that. In fact, I remember you you getting talked to him, didn't you, about uh, a Boondock Saints? No, no, no. We talked. Uh, we talked to uh, Sean Patrick. Yeah, we talked yeah. to Sean Patrick. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, nobody was lined up for him. It was a damn shame. Like he nobody, was the cool brother. Like, we got to stand there <laughs> you know. and actually talk to him for a good long time because nobody else had any interest in him. And you know, it was the Walking Dead thing and shit. But they were like literally, they were just a gap apart. Norman Reedus and Sean. They Patrick were right Flannery. beside each other. There yeah. for the Boondock Saints. No, no, no. I mean, just there as oh. celebrities, like oh. separate celebrities. But I mean, I feel like they put them the they put them together because of the Boondock right, Saints. Right, yeah. right. But no one, it seemed like the no guy. one there really oh. made that connection. And you know what? It's a shame we didn't have a podcast then because we got a hot scoop at that time from right. Sean Patrick Flannery. He let us know that there was a finalized fucking Boondock Saints uh, 3 script. I think oh, recently, yeah. just a couple months ago, um, the, show. The, the director and the writer like let us know, like, we're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've got what we want. This, this is t- what we've been waiting on. So, a third movie? There should be a third movie. Well, there's also the TV show uh, going to happen. Do you what? guys ever read about that? I've not heard about there's that. There's a Boondock Saints TV show. Look at the read. new guy coming in here with a yeah, hot this, scoop. To be honest, this was months ago, so we may be late on this. But, uh, <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they have, like... It's not going to star either one of them, I don't think. They're going to recast. Maybe it's a younger version. Maybe it's an older version. I don't exactly I remember. Not. Yeah, it's going I, to I know be for sure of the cinematic. I know for sure Norman Reedus could not keep up two TV schedules. One TV yeah. schedule is killer. That's why I'm thinking they're going to like The Walking Dead. Yeah, they've, they've had the Boondock Saints ready to go from 2014, as far as we know. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it was a good time. It though. was. We, we had a. We there was there was the vendors hall and oh my god, that's that's where I got Ben uh, that Harley Quinn figure that he has. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, did you get me that print of uh, Jack Skellington? Yep, that's where I got as, you that as Sweeney Todd. It says that, uh, that Sweeney Todd Jack Skellington print. That's where I got that. A lot that. of the prints oh, that are hanging Sweeney in Jack my house is what it says. came from. The like, um the Harley Twi'lek print I have yeah. in there yeah that that is, is that... actually the reason I got into prints really yeah Harley Twi'lek no oh. no uh, <laughs> you got me the Sweeney Jack print yeah. and uh, to be honest I I realized the potential in being able to reproduce my work yeah. and being able to hold on to what I hold you know hold yeah, close right? to my heart and keeping the original and selling the rest that people really want to buy. Yeah, they really wanted my stuff, and I really didn't want to come really off of is, it. <laughs> it really is just a commodity these days. Yeah, like, you know, it's like, yes, you have this print on your wall, and I have prints on my wall, but is it really special? Because like at least a hundred 
200, 300 other people have that fucking yeah. print. Up maybe on the 30 wall. years from now, I could sell the original and I have it. It may be worse. Yeah, something. maybe you get famous and then you can be like, uh, I'm going to sell this original fucking 15 grand. In, in fact, right my there. first uh, con uh, was Tricon in Huntington. What year? Uh, it's always in Huntington. A few years ago. Uh, yeah, I'd say it was like 2015 or 2016. 15. 15. Uh, Bob won't with us. Yeah, because you definitely would have been with Bob and Odell if it was 16. There's a lot of pictures of me, uh, photo crashing. Like, I was photobombing a lot of pictures of people. Oh, shit. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like looking really confused up at this stuff. <laughs> but I was actually there Oh, that as... was the year that we set up. Yeah, yeah I was there yeah, as a featured that, artist. Yeah, you for... were there as a featured uh, featured artist. Yeah, as a featured artist for sort of my comics, and I was uh, pumping out all the artwork yeah. as uh, poster artwork for, uh, you know, sort of my comics. And uh, I, I made a couple sales, but the other guy we had at the time made a lot of good sales. Yeah. No, I mean, Quentin... I've had good times. I don't, I don't care to horror amount of podcasts. I don't think he'll be offended. Quentin Gleam. Yeah, he's he, got a lot of great shit. I still check out his stuff. I have him on Instagram. He's a great dude. I think my favorite thing of his was the Swampert Venom crossover thing. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And he also had a really great uh, uh, Big Hero 6 Yeah, Pokemon. Big Hero 6 Snorlax. It's hanging up in my son's room. I have yeah. that in my son's room as well. See, it's right? like, yeah, hell yeah. It's like, I feel like I... Uh, there was this one family who bought every print I came out with. Oh yeah, and I yeah, and I'm they put it with the mom. Yeah, me Facebook. too. Yeah, uh, yeah, she put every single print I made in her son's room, and it was like the best Christmas gift oh, ever. Oh, he loved your shit for sure. It really uh, we seeing the way you, people react is what, what keeps me going. So like, you guys going to that fandom fest has really like sparked a lot of my setting up tables and putting out my artwork. I went to convent uh festivals three hours away not made a single dollar but i still had a great time doing it well coming out of that really great these really great stories that we have we have a really bad story um this most recent phantom fest 2017 was held in an abandoned macy's and that sounds bad but actually like holding a convention in a mall an abandoned area of a mall and stuff that's not actually not no. that uh, uncommon. Like, it it happens. I've lot. had some of my best times in abandoned stores. <laughs> That's a skateboarding yeah. story for uh, another time. Yep, I can agree <laughs> that. But yeah, it, it is a regular thing. However, this venue change happened two weeks before the event. They alerted. Oh. The, they they put it up on the. They had an expo center. I can't remember exactly which one. They didn't make a note of it. But yeah, they 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 made the announcement two weeks before the event. Celebrity can- cancellations from Weird Al, several uh, Beauty and the Beast cast members, even Burt Ward canceled due to lodging and uh, travel accommodations not being paid for by the convention, as was apparently promised. Um, I feel like I remember hearing something about even the year that we went, people were waiting to be paid. Oh, really? And they never got... Because that would that was a that was a problem for the 2013 pod. Or, uh, the, yeah, I feel like I remember seeing something about that happening consistently with them. Is they they promise all of this and like they're they make the promise to pay out of the revenue from the con. Yeah, in, and then they never did. In the article that I had read about 
the twenty uh, the twenty seventeen they mentioned the twenty thirteen and this was a big problem with them was uh, accommodations. Yeah. Apparently, the guy who was Doctor Who at the time uh, was tweet live tweeting it from his hotel room, like waiting yeah. for the car to come pick him up. He's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna start CSI." Yeah, like while I wait, I'm just gonna go ahead and watch this. Was this for twenty thirteen? Yeah, and, and a couple hours later, he was he was like, "Well, nobody came to get me. I'm sorry to whoever you know, like came out and paid for these packages and stuff." They like, Are you, you sure know. that wasn't the one we went to? No, it said 2013. No, like I, I mean, are you sure that we didn't go to the 2013 one? I'm pretty damn sure. All of my folders say 2014 for that podcast or for that uh, convention. I mean, people lost hundreds of dollars on this for autograph and VIP packages involving Damn. like special photo ops and shit. Yeah, because yeah, you got to buy a ticket beforehand, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Pay ahead now, time. now the website does say like no refunds, but oh. there's, I mean, there's even uh, because of that, there's so a butter. lawsuit being planned because. A lot of reputable cons will give you a refund on those photo ops and autographs. It costs a hundred dollars just to see freaking Gene Simmons for yeah, some reason. Well, I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You pay thing. you pay all this money just for this specific one thing, and that's yeah. why a lot of cons give refunds for that. If, if, if there's the a person, I don't want to hate on the yeah. celebrity, but also like feel for the fans who. The yeah, well, no, it's not the celebrity's fault. It's yeah, not it's the not. fan's fault. It's the con's fault. Exactly. They, like, they instituted a policy they knew would be a problem. And yeah. from a business span- standpoint, I guess, technically is good for them, but not in the long run. Because people are going to stop coming to those fucking yeah. cons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to be like, oh, Fanifest, if someone cancels, we're just going to rip ripped off. So why fucking going to have a $100 piece of paper right here. There are other conventions <laughs> that these people will be at. Let's just go to one of those. Try yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, even the fire marshal. The fire marshal caused problems for this because they were concerned about the building the Macy's that they were doing this in. So they would only allow 1,700 of the projected 30,000, which is a, a number they have easily hit in the past, 30,000 con-goers for the day. And Man. what they would do is they would let... Essentially, this meant they'd let 1,700 in, and the, the door greeters had a fucking the clicker. Counter. Yeah. yeah, a little counter to tell. When and goes once out, they hit 17, nobody else is coming in until someone comes out. Everyone who and, went on a smoke break lost their spot, I'd I mean, that. <laughs> especially in the early hours of that con, like, you know, those people are going in for at least two to three hours. Yeah, at the least. very fucking least. I mean, God, yeah. when we went to Lexington, we went there and we stayed inside. Yeah, we, we missed Stan Lee. Because we we yeah. went we went into one line for Jason David Frank, and, oh yeah, uh, and then we we were like, God, look at that line for Stanley. We we're like, let's go back to this booth and like go check this thing out real quick, and then we'll come back to Stanley. And we came back and it was gone. I it hate to be the guy that. to say it, but I probably would have went to Stanley, <laughs> right? Mainly well, because, I don't, because have, I don't have point, a big connection to Power Rangers as much as you guys do. Yeah, but, right. But he's still awesome. And and. Ooh. I didn't, at one point, I was not twenty feet from Stanley. We could see him through this oh, curtain. Yeah, yeah where when, he was doing the special no, I was sitting there, and I was like, like I had my hand like starting to go down to the ground. I was like, should I lift this up and go in? 
Should I go in? Guys, <laughs> guys. I was like, I was begging them to stop me from going, well, like, to just jumping was... this curtain and just going. Stanley's right Stan. over there. Well, the thing, I think our biggest deterrent at that time Stan. was, you know, Stan's prices. Like, yeah, even, even yeah, a photo op, I think it's 50 we, signatures, 100. Uh, and still, Gene Simmons was a fucking $100. I'm pretty sure that's the event I'm thinking of. Yeah, Gene shit. Simmons over fucking Stanley. Yeah, so this con Jesus. had all these fucking problems. Every Simmons. single one of these problems. That's so fucking sad, because like I said, we had a good time in 2014. But honestly, if this was the time that we had, like if there was like a 1700 limit, and there, it was taking place in an abandoned mall. We would not have had a good time. Like oh, this God would have been no. a nightmare for us. Like I definitely would have been there to see uh, Weird Al. Like yeah, for sure, I would want to see Weird Al. He's awesome. And so, <laughs> it, like finding out that the convention that I drove like two hours out of town for uh, apparently is going to be the the con to go to in Kentucky now because Phantom Fest was. I huge. mean, if Phantom Fest. Drop the ball this bad again with like consistent reports over the years of like celebrity cancellations doing due to accommodations. Like yeah, I, I could see the the winds of change going towards Lexington Con because Lexington Con this year was pretty fucking huge oh, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember we actually set up sort of my comics at another small convention actually here in town. Right, right JC's. here in town was the JC's and there was gun. there was kind of a small uh, celebrity from uh, DBZ Bridge there. Yep, they? yep, yep. Um, the voice those, of Android eighteen. Who enjoy Edible Obscurities, you will eventually see her because she agreed to do the oh, Edible Obscurities intro with me. I don't me. recall that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got her to do it with me. It's going to be <clears> on a future episode and I have her on camera saying it's okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, doesn't matter that it was like two or three years ago. I'm still going to use it. In way, 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 way better news. Way more interesting. Way more fun. Way more exciting news. YouTube Red has ordered 10 episodes of the Karate Kid yeah, show. Yeah. But YouTube Red, really? They're the best around. Nothing's ever gonna keep Keep'n them down. down. They're the best around. That's a different movie, though, man. No, that's that's Karate Kid. I thought that was in uh, Rocky. Oh, you just fucked yourself up so nah. bad. I was just watching it today. It's Karate oh, Kid. I know uh, you're thinking of Eye of the Tiger, you stupid mother. Yeah, I guess I don't know rock and roll. <laughs> I don't know how to sing shit words. about music. <laughs> Karate Kid, though. <laughs> Anyways, this is gonna be a half-hour comedy, and it's gonna be titled Cobra Kai. It's actually it is starring William Zabka, Johnny Ooh, Lawrence in yeah. the Cobra Kai dojo, and Ralph Macchio. So, uh, I mean, this is legit. This is taking place. 30 years after the original movie, the first movie, and apparently the the small synopsis for this, Johnny Lawrence is down on his luck and decides to reopen the Cobra, uh, Cobra Kai dojo, which reignites his rivalry with a successful Daniel LaRusso who's struggling to maintain a balance in life without the guidance of Mr. Miyagi. Because as we all know, Pat Moriarty died. And it's a comedy. And Pat it's Morita. a comedy. Pat Morita, whatever. <clears throat> Since so it's like a Seinfeld. I'm drunk. Where they're like living. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's the other guy's name? Not Ralph. The other guy, Cobra Kai. William Zabka. Yeah. 
Wayne, Wayne and Ralph were living like across apartments from each other. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you go, go to the dojo much? Karate much? Karate much. I beat your ass back in the 80s. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Laugh track and all that. And you see him walking away and Ralph Macchio's all all right. But William's at because like, motherfucker. There's a deep story there, but yeah. it's also comedic. Um, I think it's going to be more of a dramedy. If you ask yeah, me. like Let's I don't see. think it's gonna be internal live studio audience. Bow, 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 bow. Hey guys, <laughs> I think I'm gonna like, teach you some karate today. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's the deal with karate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I will smash this bottle over your head right now. <laughs> it's a great idea for a show. Like what? Like I mean, what are you guys hoping to see from this? Like me, me myself, I hope they don't ignore the sequels. Because there are three sequels. Yeah. In there. And one of which had... Uh, the the female. Gen- was it that, uh, that two was, or three? No, no, no. It was no, the no, fourth four. one. The one. next the Karate, next karate, karate kid. kid. So yeah. did they... Was there a different Karate There Okay. one yeah. of them? No, no, no. There was the, the Karate one? Kid. Karate Kid 2. Karate Kid Goes to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Karate Girl. Uh, no, and then one. number three... Well, they come back to the States and the, the leader of the Cobra Kai Dojo hatches this old... It hatches this plan with an old, like, former alumni of his dojo to, like, take down General Lu. So it's terrible. It's My mind fucking is fucking awful. blown. You man. maybe have never seen the third one. I've like, seen the girl. Uh, well, yeah, that's the well, fourth one. It though. used to play on Disney all the time. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. <laughs> that but is, yeah, maybe they'll uh, acknowledge some of that. That'd hopefully. be cool. If she was in the show, like, at some point, ah, that, that would be really great seeing them. Because she was. She was his last student. Ooh. Oh, oh she, yeah. was, she was Mr. So him Yang's and Ralph student, maybe, maybe might not even know each other. Oh, maybe she. Meet. Oh, maybe she, she starts working. Kid. Maybe she starts working for the Cobra Kai Dojo. Oh, oh shit! Ugh. Huge rivalry. Put oh. him in a body bag. <laughs> Take right. Check it out. <laughs> any any other ideas you guys got for this show? I feel like it should be less comedy. Yeah, it shouldn't be like. I mean, there's tons of comedy in in. The original film. There's there's plenty of it in the second. Not really. Like, I mean, it's not if a comedy movie. If there's comedy in the third and fourth, like it's lost on me or it's really bad. One of the two. It's but. small. It's probably like more of Ralph Macchio's parts. But like Mr. Miyagi hits him back with some like funny like, stuff. The part of like, are you on some like he's hiding the fucking black eye in his sunglasses? Like, yeah. Are you on some? Yeah, mom. I'm in a maid. I, I gotta get to school. Well, Ralph <laughs> Macchio, he's. Uh, he has like a lot of uh, comedy under his belt. I think through the movies he was in afterwards. There very even. few movies he was in afterwards. Yeah, uh, I've seen a couple. Yeah, he's got a few. Yeah, like, um, uh, like a cousin Vinny. I'm my cousin sure. Vinny. Yeah, yeah, that was a comedy. So yeah, the, uh, scale back the comedy just a little bit. Find that perfect balance that you had with the first movie. Yeah, because holy fuck, I love that movie. I was like I said, I was watching it just today. I even like while I was writing the show, I was I was uh, I was watching that movie and it went off and I was like, well, you know, I still got more show to go. I got I got to write out more, so I put it back on with the audio commentary and like these guys, they had uh, Pat Moriarty, Marita, Marita, fuck, what? Moriarty is Sherlock's nemesis. Yeah, uh, yeah that's <laughs> I've actually that. seen that now. That's why I'm getting that. And it's great. Uh, <laughs> 
and yeah. and Ralph Macchio and the director no. of the film, they're they're the ones doing the comedy, and they're having a fucking great time. Dude, they're laughing so much and making jokes throughout the entire thing. It's like the essence of what com commerce commentary is. I'm yeah. a big, That's what I was thought about. I'm a big Martin Freeman fan. Well, guys, it's it's about time to wrap it up. Unfortunately, you won't be seeing a new uh, Alpha's unboxing because. Because why? Well, first of all, my box was late coming in. Uh, so that's no fucking that case. box. But then every night I'm like, okay, well I can I can open it tonight. Well, shit, I never made an announcement, so no one's gonna know to tune in. Well, I'll make an announcement. Well, tomorrow. anyone who likes the page is gonna get a notification. Yeah, but it just it just kept being one of those. There was never a good time. Like every evening, something kept popping up when I got home from right. work, and I just I never found a good time to open it. And then one of my coworkers went and told me everything that was in it because he was wearing, <laughs> he was wearing the shirt underneath of his <laughs> clothes. Check this out. And he told me that you know okay, so it's been out for a while. So it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt. There were two can koozies in it that were oh. Slurm from Futurama. Oh, there nice. was a uh, a Rick and Morty statue, and it was Rick flipping you all. Oh, right, like uh, the aliens introducing the aliens. Then there was <laughs> uh, recipe cards from Bob's Burgers to be able to make a bunch of the burgers from the show, which, which wouldn't be very good, right? <laughs> I don't know. Some of them actually sound pretty good. On the some show, them, it sounds like they yeah, be look, nasty. Looking at the recipes, it actually the recipes were sounds good. pretty good. Hell so yeah. I'm going to try some of them. Uh, some of them might make their way to you for edible obscurities. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> like, but, I mean, uh, we're st we're still a little ways out, but I mean, I'm 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 serious. I got like a Marvel studio, like a Marvel Studios esque type phase like the, like the phases were this podcast we we got this podcast off the ground First we developed it into three podcasts and now we're we're hitting the youtube again i'm i'm re revealing the sparing vlog here they're like i'm bringing the podcast to it and pretty regularly we're gonna get caught up really soon let yeah. us know and we'll film it with you man well, it, well, yeah. I mean, like, I, there. Are, I mean, I want to do one with the original sort of my podcast crew, and I want to do one with the new side uh, sort of my podcast. Well, yeah, we get Boba Fett up in here. Yeah, Boba Fett. I go. Uh, I go to don't be disrespectful to the chair you fill. Right, a Bob. Like, and a Bob every, and a... every recipe makes four burgers. So throw Bob in yeah. here. The four of us. Oh yeah, that'd be a, it would great be a episode. group episode yeah. cooking with edible obscurities. Phase, phase three is the return. Phase of Three. Phase three is the return. <laughs> phase one podcast. Phase two update the the YouTube page with everything I've done prior. Phase three bring back original content, which is edible obscurities. Uh, and the so my, so my review is still not <laughs> but, uh... an idea, and eventually the jackassery shit might come over. But it, like like the best shit is the the sketch comedy. Phase shit four. That we did. Phase four, four sketch comedy. Yeah, so, we'll get back well, to it. I promise I'm going to get back on track with my unboxings. I'll have two coming in this month. I meant to say that there was a guy following the page, uh, sort of my uh, comics 
And uh, he, he tells me, every day I'm seeing like three or four, uh, you know, unboxing videos from this guy. I was like, there's no fucking way in my head. <laughs> no fucking way. I was like, how Dude, is he getting this many boxes? There's only like maybe, two companies. Maybe you just of. forgot that you got that notification the day before and then you just keep seeing it. Every, yeah. Maybe you need to memento yourself. I know there's no tattoos. way you're doing that many at a no, time. So no. keep up the pace, you know. Keep, yeah, keep doing it. It's like this last month was one. Even like, if it is he buggy, did both yeah. of them in the same episode, which is, which was cool. I I watched yeah. one of them myself uh, eventually. It was like it was probably a couple weeks ago. Now, yeah, but uh, I liked yeah. it, man. Those those are definitely coming to the YouTube uh, eventually. Like I'm I'm kind of doing it linear with the podcast, like the stuff we've done in succession with how we mention it in the podcast. Like right. once it gets released on the U- the podcast gets released on the YouTube. Then I'll release the Alphas unboxing. We've got a new episode of Serious Shit up, and it actually got serious. Like Chad Bennington, that's that's out there. And even though I already had an episode of Serious Shit planned to come out uh, next week, we're going to put up an extra episode of Serious Shit because there's a new thing called Saraha. Yep. However you want to say it. That uh, we do, we just go off on, and it's too fresh to pass up. Unfortunately, I've decided not to bring Suge Knight's Live to YouTube. Um, it's been just an editing nightmare. Yeah. How the, do you the, go about doing well, the, our video with the game video? Well, the old, uh, well, like that, that's the easy part. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay, that's cool. the easy part. The rest of it is just a fucking yeah. mess. It's a goddamn nightmare. So from now on, when we record Shook Nights Live, we're going to be recording the live video, which will, you know, go straight up. And then we're going to separately be recording just a standard video so I have something to edit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Shook Nights Live will come to the YouTube, but it won't be the old episodes. You're going to have to go to the Facebook page, sort of my brand or sort of my comics to check okay. those out. Anyways, guys, again, comment on this video. Any opinions you had about the shit that we talked about. Any opinions you have about the opinions we had. And let us know what you think. Subscribe, like, comment, all that shit. It's at the beginning of the show. If you made it this far, you've heard it. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Right across from him. Travis Neil Herman, Dr. T. Neil. Thank you very much for listening from all of us guys and cue that badass outro music. Wouldn't it be-